Lulu Degana, the sister to Zonke Degana, saying life and death. May her soul rest in peace. What a beautiful song. What a beautiful soul. It's 13 minutes after 11. A-teamers, you're on 104 to 107 SFM leading the conversation. We're about to get into our family-focused closet conversations, talking the pros and cons of strict parenting. Parents, please let us know what your thoughts are and uh, maybe the type of parent that you are, but also those of us uh, who remember how we were raised and the impact of either being strict or being lenient from our parent. How has that shaped and molded the way we behave, the way we think? Do call in and interact with us uh, throughout uh, this uh, time of Closet Conversation on 011-714-2006 or you can uh, WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 413. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. Let's welcome our first guest on this topic, uh, Lurika Fick, who is a counselling psychologist. Lurika, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. It's a real pleasure to be here. Now, Lurika, I want to ask, are you a parent? I am, yes. And uh, what parenting approach do you have? Are you a strict parent or are you an absolutely lenient, easygoing, spoiling the children parent? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's such a good question. And I think as any, as any parent, you should really you know, be able to ask yourself, what type of parent am I? But I think the type of parent that I am is definitely um, someone who's a conscious parent, who tries to remain um, aware of my own emotions while I parent, but I am a very boundary parent. Um, so that would definitely fall under strict parenting. Uh, but I think we'll get into a bit more of the details and technicalities of, um, you know, what parenting is all about. Mm. But yes, I would I would consider myself a strict parent. Yes. So you are a strict mommy. <laughs> I am definitely. I'm a mama bear. <laughs> well, you know, I'm also a parent, and oh, I, to ask you. I think you know when I assess my parenting style, I'm a very easygoing mom, but with very strict boundaries and um, mm. very open communicator with my children. Allow them to communicate, and I communicate as well. Uh, but uh, you know, every one knows their their role in the family so they know how to contribute the children and me as a parent but um, I'm also very free going you know I, I play with them I'm, I'm not strict in the sense that you can't talk about this you can't say that ask any question talk about anything and then it will be my role as the parent to say well this is inappropriate and the reasoning behind it but I don't think I'm going to be my kids are still small so I don't think I'm well, a 12-year-old son who refuses to kiss me on the lips anymore for the past oh. month, I think he's coming of age, uh, <laughs> a 7-year-old son and a 3-year-old daughter. So it's, oh. it's different stages of uh, childhood Very that I'm getting, pre-teens, a innocent and mischievous 7-year-old, and, and then this cute little princess who's just 
trying mm. to find out what boundaries are. So all three of them have their own roles. So for me, I'm just, I'm thinking this is the easier part of parenting. Um, and when they get into teenager, that's where the strictness comes in. And sometimes that's where we break our children. So talk mm. to us about the role of parenting before we get into strictness. I so appreciate it. I just want to touch on that topic with you regarding kids becoming teenagers. I, I um, saw the most beautiful meme the other day about a, a teenager basically explaining that, you know, my, my brain is not fully developed yet and my personality is not developed yet. So therefore, things are irrational and they are not structured. Oh. And I, that, that's why basically um, I think the biggest skill to learn as a parent is patience and um, self-awareness. So I think if you have those two components down, then, um, you know, you can be an authentic but also vulnerable parent, which builds so much connection with your children. Mm, but, yeah, mm. what did you, what specifically did you ask earlier? About, so, so um, around, you know, you were saying you're going to come into explaining the role of parenting. Mm, mm. So let's well, get into that. Yeah, so um, I, I thought a bit about everything that we should discuss tonight. And I realize that a lot of parents, I think, sit with a lot of guilt feelings about the way that they parent. And um, guilt is typically, I did wrong. But something that we project from our own childhood is shame, which is, um, I am wrong. So often we take the way that we were parented and then we try to not parent in that same way. And then you'll often find that parents would say, but gosh, I heard my own mom in the way that I spoke to my child now, or I heard my own father in the way that I spoke to my child now. And I think it's important that parents become aware that they don't throw the baby out of the bath water, that the way that you were raised is not all bad or all good. And it's about finding your way and also what you're willing to take responsibility for. Mm. So um, mm. Patricia, please stop me if there's anything you want to say um, you know, while I'm talking and once to Trust me, I'll do so. That. I'll do so. I'm glad. Thank you. Um, so I think the one thing to remember when a child is born, they have a very unstructured psyche. So things are absolutely chaotic for babies. And then in toddlerdom, it's even worse. You know, with the temper tantrums, you would now know with your three-year-old daughter. Most definitely. Kids, <laughs> trying, to, yeah, kids trying to assert their boundaries figuring out if I push the environment, will the environment push back? But more importantly, does the environment care enough for me to push back? So I want to say to all the parents out there that if you have, uh, if you feel overwhelmed and you feel like you're out of your depth and you feel that you might be doing it wrong every single day, I think then you're doing it right because that is exactly how it was intended. It's a dance between a parent and a child to suss each other out and figure each other out. And um, through that, building character. And remember, a parent is also born. When a child is born, a parent is born. So you don't have it all down the day that you become a parent. You shouldn't have. Um, Donald Winnicott, one of my favorite theorists, said, that you should not be the perfect parent because you're actually doing your child a disservice. You're not teaching them what it's like to be a novice in something. Well, you so know what? So you need to be 
Yeah. I, I don't think there's any perfection when it comes to human beings in any case. I, I'd like Thank us to take you. a quick uh, break. And uh, after the break, we'll be back. A-teamers, please join in on the conversation. Send us WhatsApps around your parenting styles on 0614104107. You can also call in on 0117142006. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Closet Conversations. We are focusing on family in our closet conversation as we always do on a Tuesday. And today we are talking the pros and cons of strict parenting. Our guest currently is Lurika Fick, who's a counseling psychologist and a mother as well. So she's speaking from a professional and a personal experience point of view. Lurika, so... Do parents actually know when they are being strict? Do we know when we are overdoing the strictness? That's actually a very good question. I think that parents um, develop that sense of guilt when they know that they've become unreasonable in their parenting. But it's not often that a parent is very consciously aware that this is the link. This is why I feel the way that I do. So parents do realize or they they find that there might be a break in the connection with their child and therefore um, they then pick up on it eventually. Some parents, however, are so conditioned by, and this is going to get deep, so I hope everybody's sitting down, but um, so, so many parents are conditioned by fear that they absolutely, they allow that to completely consume the way that they parent. They're so worried about how their children are going to turn out that they become completely irrational in their parenting. So, yes, it depends. And then often it, it, people become aware of it very late in life. But and then often the relationship already got hurt. Mm, now, let, on that point, let's get to mm. the pros and the cons of being extremely, extremely strict. Because I, mm. I know of examples, all right, of uh, young people when I was growing up um, mm. who would lie, create letters that were not from school, but had everything that showed that they're from school to say, we're going on a school tour and we need X mm. amount of money because parents are too strict. They don't give pocket money. They don't allow the children to go out. They don't take the children to the movies. So the child wants to go out now and the child is going to lie mm. about this day trip and the child is banking school and getting money scot-free. Others mm. have lied and say, I'm going for a sleepover. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they're actually not even at the sleepover. They're somewhere out there doing whatever it is. So what are the pros mm. and what are the cons of being extremely strict? So let's let's quickly get into some um, just some research and some information there. So there are two types of strict parenting. Uh, the one is what you've just described, Patricia, as what we call authoritative, or sorry, authoritarian parenting. So uh, the way that we described it uh, in in my studies was you can consider somebody who's almost like a general in the army a very, very cold and unresponsive way of parenting and very unsupportive as well. There's my way or the highway and the child simply does not have a voice and their feelings are irrelevant. And um, often those uh, parents who use this parenting style uh, employ shame so to manage or be, uh, control a child. Now, the effect of this is that it causes very low self-esteem, behavioral problems, 
and low self-control in those children. But the effects of that is also mental health problems and also causes sneaky and dishonest behavior because the child in some way needs to exert or assert their own character and their needs and their feelings. So then exactly what you described there, the child would spin a story or have a, a friend pose as an aunt or an uncle to um, get out of the house and to allow themselves some freedom. And this is a natural process. I think every single child will attempt to do this on some way, shape, or form. Mm. And I don't, I don't want to get too technical on this, but authoritative parenting often creates uh, authoritarian parenting often creates a trauma in the child's experience. And we've now recent research, especially on uh, parents or uh, children who've experienced trauma. They would have dishonesty, lying behavior, often what we call um, antisocial type of behaviors, engaging in drug drug addiction or in you know any sort of gambling or addictive behavior as an advert, uh, adverse effect of authoritarian parenting style. Then what we have is authoritative parenting. So the research shows that this is the best method in parenting. This is where a parent sets very high standards for a child, but they also value the independent thinking of the child. So it sounds to me that this is the way that you parent, Patricia, where you have very strict boundaries, but you encourage your children to say, but mom, I actually disagree with what you're saying. This is why I think this way. And then there's a dialogue, there's a conversation uh, between parent and child and the parent would use it as an as an opportunity to guide rather than to control the child. I mean, there are times to be strict and to say no and stick, you know, and, and stick to your guns. But there are times when you can ask the child, but you know, let's let's talk about this. Let's let's connect on this point. And um, just to build on that, so authoritative parenting is very warm and loving. There are good boundaries, but there's a high responsiveness level. So you allow the child to challenge um, you and your what you say, but it's also very open to feedback. And this typically raises a child who has good assertiveness skills, who develops high EQ, so emotional intelligence. They're able to stand up for themselves throughout their life. But, and also they learn by example from the parent how to say no and not to feel guilty about that. So yeah, what do you think about that? Well, at least I've got an understanding and I think I'm on uh, mm. the, the right or the okay side of the scale. <laughs> but uh, I wish my children were still up, then they would be able to attest. Let me go to your voice note. Mm. Uh, good evening. Uh, uh, to my side, I'm a simple parent uh, guardian. It's like I spend much of my time at work so I try by all means to be very simple to my children so that they can accommodate me on every time we get together. But their mother, yeah, 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 is very strict, very strict. Hi, hi, a lovely topic, strict parenting. You know, uh, for me, sometimes it goes, you know, with the personality. You know, I mean, you know, I grew up, you know, in the townships, in the village. You'd find that, you know, some parents are strict and the kids still go AWOL. 
you would find that you know some parents are lenient and the kids still go AWOL. You know, I really, really think it goes with the relationship. You know, and 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 at times I feel like some parents are actually eager to punish instead of parenting. I mean, you know, as an observer of this, you know, one can say there's no perfect formula, you know, to this, you know, but I believe the best way to parent is having a relationship and understanding the personality, you know, understanding the person, you know, you're raising, you know, I mean, personality is something you're born with. I mean, it's, 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 it's I mean, like who you are and stuff like that, you know, forget the values, you know, and, and I mean, it's, 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 it's actually very, 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 very difficult, you know, I think because you can find the worst, you know, people out there. They had parents who were raising them, you know, and then also let, let's not forget society. The society, the things we learn at school and stuff like that. We come together and, you know, we talk about, you know, such, such subjects, we don't talk about at home. And, you know, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a chaos, you know. I, I don't really, really think I can really, really blame parents, you know. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's tough. Thank you. Thank you very much, A-teamers. Uh, as we wrap up Lyrica, so what uh, is the best approach for parents in your point of view as a counselling psychologist? Well, the best approach is to admit that parenting is probably the hardest thing that you will ever have to do in your whole life and cut yourself some slack. That's maybe the most important thing. And then just to prioritise balance and connection over um, you know, being the perfect parent mm. and not trying to control um, your children to the extent where they feel that they cannot, uh, you know, become their own selves and develop their own character. And then lastly, to prioritize consistency because, and we didn't quite touch on this point yet, but consistency builds trust in a child, in a parent. So the more consistent you are in the decisions that you make, your child realizes that there's that predictability that, you know, my my parents are highly likely going to say no to this, but yes to that. And then they, when they build the trust, you've already succeeded as a parent and that you can pat yourself on the back. So consistency, connection and balance, I think, are the most important things to look out for. Well, I will agree with you, especially on the the point where you say that parenting is no easy feat and it's not for mm -hmm. the faint-hearted. We learn absolutely every day, especially when you've got more than one child, different personalities mm -hmm. that you need to be mm -hmm. consistent with and you need to be able to communicate and, and be loving at the same time while learning about your own self and mm -hmm. your changes in life. Thank you so very much for joining us, Lyrica. Patricia, I just want to mention lastly, yeah. uh, we have a Facebook and an Instagram page called Better Mom, mm -hmm. and we focus on those uh, on those pages to support parents to develop authentic self, to really develop empathy for themselves, and through that to develop empathy for their children. So, if anybody is willing to learn some more about parenting, they're very welcome to go follow the pages. It's called Better Mom. And it's not just for moms, it's for dads as well, for caregivers, primary caregivers, guardians. And we are actively busy there to support parents in South Africa because I believe the better parents are supported, the better children are supported that become healthy, 
adults themselves. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for sharing about that Facebook page. I'm definitely going to uh, join it, uh, Better Moms. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Patricia. Have a wonderful evening further. A-teamers, let's welcome our next guest, uh, who is uh, an, the ultimate mom, super mom, ultimate super mom. That's what she is. Uh, she's got uh, relentless commitment to stability, health and happiness of her family and home. And this is Angie Wells from The Vent. Angie, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. Thank you very much for having me on your show again. Well, it's always such a great pleasure. Thank you for availing yourself uh, to come onto the show. Angie, we are talking about this uh, strict parents, uh, pros and cons. Um, What sort of parent are you? I'm like an in-betweener. If you're looking at all the different styles, I'm in-between the authoritative, a little bit of permissive, and just because I have so many of them, How many? a little bit of the uninvolved. I have four. Well, listen, four uninvolved sometimes. What causes the uninvolvement? <laughs> um, so basically an uninvolved parent is when you don't always ask how their day was at school or what homework they have or you don't spend much time with them. So that's me. Because I have so many children, it's very hard to spend quality Mm. time with all of them in one day so it jumps from child to child on different days depending on the extramurals so that's where i'm a little bit uninvolved i don't get to ask everybody how all of the days were and (laughs) you know it's been quality time with all of them every day and do you have time for yourself Oh, yes, I definitely make time for myself. I'm a very big believer on you have to fill your cup. If you uh, don't fill your cup, you are never going to be a good parent. All right. So so you are a good parent. You don't, you, you're not uninvolved because you are not caring. You're uninvolved because you have to prioritize certain things during the day. And I think that's, that's understandable. That's understandable. Well, look, in my case, right, because, you know, I'm also a mom. I'm a mom of three. I would love to have five. But I don't know if age and... Uh, time and the supreme creator is going to permit me to have more but uh, i'm the and type of finances mom. well look i'm you know what i'm a be- i'm a firm believer that finances are materials that are needed and when they are needed they're always availed I-, I don't fear around those maybe because i'm quite frugal as well <laughs> yeah i don't go to the hair salon and get my hair done i've got dreadlocks i don't do my nails i, d- I don't do all these frills so I'm, I'm quite frugal but with me um yeah i think i try to capitalize uh you know w- w- one stone for all three birds <laughs> how was your day how was your day how was your day oh excellent excellent where's the homework 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 <laughs> i do everything in multiples <laughs> But I, and I, I love it and I enjoy it. And I was I was um, earlier saying to Lurika that my style is is I'm, I'm strict, but I'm also very easygoing and communicative. And I wasn't raised in a very strict household. Um, I think purely because my my parents had passed on, so I was raised by my grandmother, who was also quite elderly in age, and she was very permissive. But that that didn't cause me to be extremely outgoing. I was. You know, I wasn't the type of girl that you would say, oh, she's at every party because she's permitted to. Uh, It's easy to to lie to granny. It's easy to get away with things with granny. But I never did those things. And I wasn't in a strict household. And I had a friend whose both parents were still um, alive when we were in high school. And 
Both her parents were pastors and they were so strict. Sure. They were so strict. They must have been very strict. They were extremely strict. Um, she would lie and say she's at my house um, and then they would come and look for her uh, because we lived in the same neighborhood. And when they got there, I didn't even know where she was. I never saw her since after school. And she had lied that she's coming to my house to do homework. And you'd find that she's with a boyfriend or whatever, you know, um, hours later. And when I looked at her behavior and I compared it to mine, I realized that being extremely strict, uh, yes, have boundaries, but being extremely strict is, is not always the best thing. And especially for teenagers. She lost her virginity in high school while some of us waited until, you know, someone popped the question. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on the pros and cons of being extremely strict? So, look, I myself am not a, a very strict parent. So I'm not all an authoritarian. I'm more authoritative. And I don't believe that strict parenting is good. Yes, there are pros. I mean, we can go through them well-behaved. They are goal-driven. They have good self-control. They can exhibit good responsibility. But I find there are more cons to strict parenting. So it can cause children to have self-esteem issues because they emphasize more on the cause and con. There's more emphasis on the cause and consequences, and this hinders their natural ability to make choices. There's also um, emotionally withdrawn because they are so. Their parents are so strict with them that these children tend to shy away from expressing the emotions. And studies have also shown that over-strict parenting can lead, lead kids to suffer from depression and anxiety just because they have all this anxiety of, oh, this is the rule, I'm not allowed to do that, and oh, I did this, but I must make sure I don't tell my mom and my dad. Then there's rule dependence. You know, if they are faced with a situation that doesn't have rules or guidelines, then they start to feel insecure and unsure on how to behave in that particular situation. Then you get the children that rebel. After a while, you know, they get to their teenage years and they start to grow tired of the seemingly endless rules and deliberating and deliberately defy their parents by testing the limits. And that's the friend that you were talking about in high school, how she would say she's going to your house, but she's actually going to her boyfriend's house because she knows her parents would say no. And because of that, it causes children that now lie, which brings us to the next one, which is, Mm. um, you know, breaking the rules and lying. And then another um, disadvantage of strict parenting is it breeds bullies. So your children... At home, they are they have no control. Now they go to school and they can be in control and they can take control of those situations. And also by us being and I'm to, in this situation, I'm talking about severely strict parents because these parents are constantly having control over this child. The child now thinks this kind of behaviour is normal. And they go to school or in social gatherings and they they do the same things that their parents do to them unknowingly because this is just completely natural behavior for them. Yeah. And that's how it breeds bullies. Mm. It's very sad. Mm. 
extremely sad. Let me ask you, Atima, um, were you raised in a home where it was extremely strict? And you find that the results are good. You're an adult now and your life is focused. You're focused. There's no adverse effects. You are just fine. And you'd prefer a strict upbringing for yourself if you had to be a child again. If that's you, please let us know on 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp at 614 Let me go to the lines. A.T. Mangosnati. Good evening, Bob. Bamkosnati, good evening. Good evening. Hello. Yes, good evening, Baba. Hello. We can hear you. Hello. Please go ahead, Bamkosnati. All right, it seems there's an issue with uh, Ngosnati's line. We're taking him back to Ben and we'll try him again. Let me read some of the messages here. This one says, uh, and it's from Maswabi in Bloemfontein, if parents are too strict, they are like, um, they are like, uh, they are likely uh, burying their child alive. Some run away one way and others commit suicide. If it's the girl, we'll see her with a choice assorted churn and she doesn't care who says what. On my side, I easily make friends with uh, boys. Um, so that's uh, one aspect. Simpure in Orlando says, Patricia, parenting is like gaming. Kids are good at gaming. And uh, it's their daily routine. Don't go gaming with kids. You won't win. Always remember, you are the landlord. Just do it. <laughs> Simpiwa, what's your take on this, Angie? What Simpiwa has said? Angie, are you there? Sorry, say that again? What's okay. your take on uh, what Simpiwa has said, that parenting is like gaming? Don't game with your kids. Just do it. You are the landlord. So, look, it can work with certain situations. So in my household, there are things that we can negotiate on and then there are completely non-negotiables because I am the parent and I know what's best for you. So, and, and it's like with everything in life, everything has to be in the moderation. Mm. So for me, non-negotiables is you will go to school, you will do your homework, you will brush your teeth, you will bath, you will eat your dinner, you will not have sweets before dinner things like that. But then there's the negotiables like, okay, it's summer, you're wearing shorts and a t-shirt, but you want to wear your boots, really? Okay, it's not really going to affect my life. You know what? You can wear your boots. You know, we, we can negotiate on that. Mm, mm. And things like, maybe your child wants to have a sleepover if you're that kind of parent that allows it. And, you know, you can negotiate. Do I know the parents well enough? Or is this a family member that I trust? Has my child been well behaved? So for me, it's it's there are definitely non-negotiables and there are negotiables, and that's what he's he's talking about gaming, and you know, like we we can't be too strict and say this is the way it's my way or the highway, because you're not really taking your children's feelings into consideration and all your opinions, and they are more open with you if you are going to discuss things with them you know so yes that's my thing most definitely most i feel definitely. like you just can't be always in charge well no you must always be in charge but you can't always say it's my way or the highway most definitely let's uh try once again uh with Nkosnati on the line good evening Bob Nkosnati. can you hear us now good evening uh, thank you yes i can hear you clearly now 
good evening to your guests there. Um, I, 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 it's hard to be a parent. It's, it's not easy because you've got to... I think your mind should work like a computer. Um, you, you start them early because circumstances are not the same. Some are raised by one parent. Some are raised by both parents. And 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 you start them early. Uh, as the lady has just uh, alluded to the fact that at the end of the day, you need to put your foot down when it's necessary. But you must always be reasonable and flexible on issues uh, that are not that serious. Uh, like when they're small, they want to go out and play for 20 minutes and, and so on. They will always test you once, once extension, even when you give it. I mean, they, they, they are growing as well. They are developing, and they develop with, with, with some tricks as well. When they are at school, they, 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 they up their game as well. You must always be sharp. Uh, to be strict, not necessarily by being a, a, an army sergeant. Uh, it's your family at the end of the day. So you just mitigate the situation, and uh, they turn up extremely well. My children are adults now; they are productive citizens. Uh, I I don't remember applying uh, the sweeping or the spanking, and then my wife is just like that as well. But we are not thanking anyone except we are not lucky. We worked hard raising them. Thank you very much, guys. It's a nice topic. Ngosnazi, please, Baba, tell us, how old, how many kids do you have and how old are they? I have two boys and three girls. Uh, the eldest one is 38 this year. Uh, the, the girl, the eldest is a boy. The girl is 34 and the other girl is 32. And the boy is 29, and lastly, the the the, the last born, the girl, is 17, is uh, is at the high at high school. Um, that 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 is the one now where she's the only one who needs uh, supervision, just like any other child, because they are transported to school. All of them were transported to school because you must try and avoid the situation where children. You find them standing at a bus stop at half past five in the morning in, in winter going to school. And the school is very far. Uh, that, that kind of situation. Uh, you, you, because they, 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 there's no one size fits all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and you you've raised five children successfully. It seems um, it, it's my yeah. desire or wish to have five. So how 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 do you divide yourself? How do you divide yourself in giving all of them attention? In uh, you know looking after all of them, especially when they were much younger. It's I, I don't know. I can't actually remember exactly. But I mean, they were always together. Uh, so you would play with them, with, with all of them, and we would travel, uh, my wife and them, in a car when we're visiting someone. Because we also made the point that uh, we don't uh, e- even uh, introduce them to sleepovers and kind of thing. Mm. So 
they, they, they remained with us until they grew up. Only my son now has, he has his own family. He, I have, we have two granddaughters. Uh, the rest uh, are not married yet, so they don't have children as well. I don't know. Um, so that, that, that kind of thing. Um, but you, you, you need, you don't have to relax or, or rest on your laurels when you're raising human beings. Thank you very much, Wamkosnati. Thank you very much for Thank sharing. You. Um, you know, Angie, Wamkosnati has raised kids, uh, five of them. Uh, at least it's a number one above you, a number I desire. And it seems he has a good handle on it. And especially because his boundaries also came hand in hand with protecting these young people. Yeah, listen, you're so saint to raise five children. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to have <laughs> to a big give family them all like so much that. Time. It's amazing. Well done. Mm, mm. Okay, let's go to Anonymous on the line. Good evening, Anonymous, once again. Good it e- seems e- you e- love e- the e- show e- to bits. <laughs> good evening to you. Now we all learn from each other, you know. Uh, good evening to you. Um, I just, and, and we teach. We learn and we must teach others too of what we learn from our guests and from, you know, everyone else, from one another. I just want to say, you know, my dad was so strict that every one of my sisters had to get married very fast and move out of the house because he was that strict. I think I'm the only one who lived with my dad the longest. Um, and uh, with my mom, she's flexible. She, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, when you think of my dad, he's got, he comes from a white background, and you'll think he'll be flexible and he'll be kind, but you can't do, uh, you can't make a mistake. He's always there, you know, very firm, very firm, and even go as far as um, assaulting you if you do something wrong and if you don't listen to him. And uh, he was, like, totally different from from my mom. And um, But my brothers will go and run away, and they'll be with, uh, with friends. So I always tell other members of my family never to be too strict because you'll end up being alone. You won't have no families with you. Mm, thank you, know, you very much. You've got to be flexible with yeah, people. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much, Anonymous. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Angie, you. there's a message here from Mamugidi who says, um, I'm glad you brought this parenting topic tonight. I'm so worried about my son. He's 18 years old. We had this conversation two to three hours ago. Apparently, he's catching feelings for this girl. I mean, I'm not strict on him or controlling, but I'm a bit concerned. And the fact that he's in Johannesburg and I'm in the Northwest, I'm uncomfortable. Please help. How can we help uh, this mom? Same. That's a very tough one. And I feel here, I have a 17 year old, and sure, they are these teenagers are hard work, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, so, how can she overcome uh, this? Uh, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm, I'm catching feelings for a girl mommy, um, and I'm an 18 year old boy, raging hormones. What should I do? What should mommy say? What should mommy do? Because she's so uncomfortable. So again, like I said earlier, on everything in consistency. So first of all, I just want to say that just the fact that she is concerned about her son just shows that she is a very good mommy. So well done, mom. And then secondly, let's do everything in moderation. You know, he's 18, so I'm assuming he's in matric. So non-negotiable. He will go to school. He will do homework. He will study. But then let's also talk about the negotiables. Does he want to go out? I'm sure he does because he's a teenager. But let's make sure there's no test 
coming up in the coming week. There's no exams coming up that you need to stay home and study for. Um, are your marks suitable enough for you to go out? Things like that. You know, if those things are not good enough, then, well, sorry, you're going to have to forfeit either your extra murals or your going out or whatever it may be that this young man is wanting to do. And maybe mom should be uh, thinking back on when she was 18 years old, you know, and uh, maybe looking at how she would have liked things to be done for her. So put yourself in your 18-year-old's shoes. And that's what I usually do with my children. I try to think back so that it's easier for me to relate instead of using my own fears and my own inhibitions as an adult now that I know better. So put myself in this little person's shoes or young person's shoes and, and, and think, how was I? What would I have liked my guardian or parents to do or say or act and then execute that because it would be coming from a, a, a place of empathy, a place of love, and a place of understanding. Absolutely. And also, I think that's probably because you are a, or, um, an authoritarian. It's probably because you are an authoritative parent. So, you know, if we just explain the reasons behind the rules to our children, and we just, like, really pay attention to that positive relationship that we have with them and tell them that there are consequences to the their bad behavior. Then and, and just take your children's feelings and opinions into consideration, more like a, a conversation with them. Then our children in turn feel loved. They feel like their opinion is appreciated. And they don't feel like you are just this army sergeant telling them what to do anymore. Then they know hey, my mom or my dad are listening to me. They hear what my opinion is. We're having a discussion to see, oh, is this why I'm not allowed to do it? Okay, well, that makes sense. Maybe if I change this, then I will be able to do whatever that rule is. Mm. Just for example, it's like I want to go out, but my marks are bad. I can't go out. So let me study and improve my marks. Then I can go out. You know, then that gives them the chance to fix whatever bad behaviors they have or whatever the situation is. But I think just having that conversation with your child as to explaining the reasons behind the rules makes such a big difference and just taking their opinions into account as well really can change the relationship and make it a positive relationship instead of a negative relationship like an army sergeant. That's what maybe we that need. can help that mom. Most definitely, that's what we need. No army sergeants, please, parents. Uh, this one uh, is saying, as a very sensitive person, growing up in a very strict home was awful. I suffer with extreme anxiety, and I am a people pleaser. How can we help this A-teamer? Because clearly their strict or overly strict uh, upbringing has really caused them some mental health issues. I mean, extreme anxiety and always wanting to please people at your own expense can't be an easy way to live. Are you still there, Angie? Hello? Hi, Angie. Are you still there? Oh, yes, sorry, you're back. Sorry, I didn't hear you. All right. So this I love you for a minute. Mm, <laughs> this ATMA says, as a very sensitive person, growing up in a very strict home was awful. I suffered with extreme anxiety, and I'm a people pleaser. How can we help this ATMA? 
the same. So I think that person should go for a little bit of counseling just to talk about what happened and how to deal with it so they can move past that and move forward positively and start learning to have good self-esteem. And this is a problem with overly strict parenting with the authoritarian parents is that it does. It creates immense anxiety inside these children. Even when they become adults, now they still have all of this anxiety. And they also have this feeling of, um, I, I am only loved if I do well. And I only have self-worth if I obey the rules. And it does, it creates such bad anxiety for these kids. And some go into a severe depression. But if we just can just talk to our children, we can change that. And if you are, you were a child growing up in that situation, which I was a child growing up in that kind of situation, but unfortunately my mother did have mental issues. It gave me a lot of issues. But once I went for my counseling and I was able to talk about it and my therapist could give me tools on how to improve my self-worth and my self-esteem, that's when everything just started to change. And then I wouldn't allow people to do that to me. And I no longer became a people teaser. And I knew that this is what I want to do to make me happy. As long as it's not hurting anybody, then I should do it. And I will do something to make you happy as long as it sticks within my boundaries. I hope this will he- help our A-team. Um, and yeah, please do get some counseling, A-team, uh, so that you can be able to uh, deal with the extreme anxiety and uh, uh, yeah, help yourself, love yourself more. It's been such a great pleasure, Angie, having you on the show. It's such a great pleasure. I think uh, parenting is is a beautiful thing, but it's one that is not easy. How do our guests uh, and our listeners get a hold of you and the vent? Because I know you have a lot of great uh, contributors at the vent, and it's it's just women who are so powerful helping others uh, to be able to parent and deal with adulting in general. Yes, so you can get hold of me. My email address is angie at thevent.co.za. If you go onto our Facebook page, The Vent SA, on Instagram, we are The Vent SA, we are on TikTok, as well as YouTube, as well as Spotify and Podbean. We are literally on every single social media platform you can find us on. All of our email addresses are on there, as well as our telephone numbers. If anyone is suffering with any mental illness or needs to talk about one of us, about motherhood, or like I've just released a, a blog about four children and am I the only one going crazy with homework? <laughs> and am I alone? Please reach out and speak to me because there's a whole community of women out there that are going through the same thing and we are all just too scared to talk about it. And if we talk about it, we can help one another and encourage each other. So please do feel free to reach out to us. You can also find us on our website www.theventsa.com and then you can see all about the event as well as the other members and any other blogs that we have posted excellent thank you so very much for joining us angie what a great pleasure thank you so much for having me it's such a privilege to be on your show again 
And this really is a fantastic topic, and I hope we were able to help many parents out there. That's my hope and wish, too. Have a good morning. You too. Take care. Bye. Hey, teamers, uh, we are going home now. It's a minute after midnight. I've really enjoyed this discussion. And I just hope that you have also learned as an A-teamer and we can all pull together to raise children in a better way and also heal from our childhood pasts. I think it's very important. So at 3 a.m., do remember to tune in to Sound Awake with Asanda Beta. And uh, we'll be back at 10 p.m. for the Wednesday edition of the Late Night Conversation. Conversations. May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.